This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two bills have now passed both the full Alabama House and Senate. The first bill that places mandatory minimum prison sentences on fentanyl drug possession has already been signed into law by Governor Ivey. The second bill is still sitting on the governor's desk. That bill would give more visitation rights to patients that are in hospitals and medical facilities. Visitors for those patients will not be required to show proof of vaccination as long as they take sanitary precautions in order to see their loved one. No word yet on where Governor Ivy stands with this particular bill. The legislative session will get back underway this coming Tuesday. Just before the weekend, both leaders in the Alabama House and Senate have poured a little bit of cold water on those who are hoping to see a full school choice bill be passed in this year's legislative session. House Speaker Nathaniel Ledbetter and Senate Pro Tem Greg Reed spoke at a breakfast event about the bill. Ledbetter indicated that the full scope of the current school choice bill will not be passed due to budgeting concerns. Ledbetter does maintain that some sort of expansion of school choice will still happen this year. Reed agreed with Ledbetter and the idea of gradually increasing school choice in the coming years. State Senator Arthur Orr has filed a bill that would involve public records and public record requests. Orr's bill would offer more clarity on the time frame in which a records request must be fulfilled. Orr says that current law leaves a lot of room for interpretation on what is a timely response. In Orr's bill, a standard request is defined as one that takes less than eight hours of staff time to process and should be fulfilled within 15 business days. Anything more time-intensive would take 45 business days. Orr's bill also removes the fees for records that are filed electronically. Orr has offered this particular bill before. However, back in 2021, it did not get passed. The attorneys for a former Huntsville police officer is asking for bond to be set for their client since a new trial has now been ordered. William Darby had his case approved for a retrial by the Criminal Court of Appeals. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison back in 2021 for the on-duty shooting of Jeffrey Parker in a home standoff in 2018. Before the first trial of Darby, he was out on a $20,000 bond. His attorney argued over this past weekend that Darby is not a flight risk and that a prior bond should be reinstated. The judge has not yet ruled on this latest motion. State attorneys, however, did not seek to stop this motion from going forward. A trial is about to get underway three years after a trustful woman dies from an accidental overdose. Peyton Houston first went missing right before Christmas back in 2019. Her body was found two weeks later in a shallow grave at an abandoned house in Hueytown. 53-year-old Frederick Hampton is facing charges for abuse of a corpse. Hampton was determined to be the man who left a Birmingham bar with Houston before she died. Investigators believe that Houston went to a home with Hampton where drugs were involved. That's where the overdose happened. A jury has been chosen in this case against Hampton, and the criminal trial gets underway on April 23rd. The man who had been accused and called names by the mayor of Montgomery has now filed a legal claim against Mayor Stephen Reed. Charles Lee is claiming mental anguish, emotional distress, and damage to his reputation for being called a liar and a shyster by Reed. Reed's response came following the release of a secret recording in which Reed is heard with a profanity-filled rant against certain political issues. Reed has accused Lee of being the one who recorded him. Lee is the founder of a nonprofit organization 
and the owner of a hot dog stand in Montgomery. Lee maintains that he's not the one who secretly recorded the mayor in 2020 and says he did not try to extort the mayor for $30,000 for his nonprofit organization either. Alabama law limits the amount of damages to no more than $100,000 when it comes to these types of legal complaints that Lee has filed against Reed. Another train derailment occurred this past weekend in Alabama. A Norfolk Southern train derailed in the Jasper area on Sunday morning. The train crew was even trapped in the engine room for a while when that train left the tracks. However, the two men were not seriously injured and did get out. Norfolk Southern says there was no hazardous chemicals or materials on board the train. This is now the second derailment in less than 10 days to happen in Alabama. Last week, at least one rail car derailed near Helena. A Vietnam veteran from Birmingham has been given multiple awards, including a Purple Heart. Some 55 years after serving in Vietnam, U.S. Marine veteran Stephen Pegler was awarded the Purple Heart just before this past weekend. Pegler was also recognized with nine other medals and honors for his service. Pegler was wounded in combat in Vietnam in 1968 and had to eventually return back to Alabama. Pegler spoke about it to CBS 42 News. My mom was there you know, every step of the way, and I was glad. You know, this happened while she's still here. Uh, I want everyone to know that I'm a proud veteran. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, over the weekend, China's military performed simulated strikes against the country of Taiwan for at least three days running. The Taiwan Defense Ministry reported multiple Air Force drills being conducted off the coast of that island by China forces. The move by China's government comes a day after the Taiwanese president returned back home after meeting first in California with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. That president did so despite the threats and warnings coming from Beijing to not take part in that meeting. The Chinese military also posted simulated attacks in animation form on a platform called WeChat. Taiwan's defense ministry says their forces will not escalate the conflict or cause disputes but they will respond appropriately to China's drills. Meanwhile, over in the U.S., Pentagon leaders are now carefully revealing what other reports in recent weeks have already indicated, that the U.S. is not capable of responding to a military contest with China regarding the island of Taiwan because all of the U.S. ammunition that is needed for such a conflict has already been sent over to Ukraine and used up in recent months. Defense leaders were giving testimony to congressional committees last week regarding their massive budget increase for 2024. Within that request is an increase in the manufacturing of munitions since millions of rounds have already been sent to Ukraine. Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, General Mark Milley, told the House Armed Services Committee that he's concerned about this current situation and making sure that stockpiles are prepared for a real contingency. But that's the reality of it. Our military, uh, capability-wise, can fight in a lot of places with different types of contingencies. But if you're talking about a serious conflict yeah. with a major great power war, uh, realistically, uh, putting both China and Russia together is a very, very difficult thing. The Daily Caller Foundation and the Center for Strategic and International Studies are reporting that in one area alone, the Javelin anti-armor missiles would take about eight years of production at normal manufacturing rates in order to replenish the stockpiles in the situation that, that they're in right now since those Javelin anti-armor missiles were sent to Ukraine by the U.S. The Department of Defense budget for 2024 is currently at $842 billion with $30 million set aside to purchase more munitions from the American industrial manufacturing sector. 
Well, dueling court rulings were issued just before the weekend in regard to the abortion-inducing drug Mifepristone. A U.S. district judge in Texas has ordered a hold on federal approval of that abortion drug, while another U.S. district judge ruled that there should be no restrictions on accessing the drug within at least 17 states who are covered by a lawsuit coming from Democrats. The conflicting decisions will likely put the issue over the abortion-inducing drug before the U.S. Supreme Court. The Biden administration plans to fight the Texas ruling and have even indicated that they will ignore the Texas judge's injunction. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez spoke on CNN this past Sunday, saying that Republicans within the U.S. House could start using purse strings to stop that from happening. It's very dangerous when you have the, the, the administration, the Biden administration, coming out and saying they, they may not uphold uh, a ruling uh, as a as an appropriator uh, on the house uh, on the house republican side i i look at it the the house republicans have the power of the purse and if the administration wants to not uh, not uh, lead this ruling, not live up to this ruling, then we're going to have a problem. And it may be a come a point where House Republicans on the appropriation side have to defund uh, FDA programs that don't make sense. University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines says she's going to take legal action against the people who attacked her in San Francisco at a college speaking engagement that was put on by Turning Point USA. Gaines was there to speak against transgender athletes competing against biological females in any sport. Gaines lost first place in the college championship women's swim meet to transgender athlete Leah Thomas. Gaines went on Fox News this past weekend to describe what happened to her in San Francisco. Um, Turning Point USA invited me to the campus. I delivered a very civil and respectful speech where I had great dialogue with even protesters who were participating in a sit-in. All of a sudden, after my speech, the room was stormed. The lights were turned off and I was rushed um, with no one there to escort me to a safe place. I was punched. um, I was hit multiple times. I was shoved. Until finally, we exited the room, um, but we could not leave because the protesters flooded the halls. And so I was pushed into a classroom along that hallway where I was barricaded in for three hours. But I will be pursuing legal action. I will ensure that the people who physically assaulted me, the people who put me in that position, um, they will face repercussions. And the Catholic Archdiocese for Military Services is now accusing Walter Reed National Military Medical Center of terminating a contract with priests right before Easter and thus violating the First Amendment rights of patients. The Archdiocese says they were given a cease and desist order of religious services coming from a Franciscan community of priests that have been ministering at the medical center for almost 20 years. Archbishop Timothy Broglio said the move to kick out priests is incomprehensible. Walter Reed executives are claiming they still held Easter services with a different ordained Catholic priest. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. 
I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 